Hello, and welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Betting Pod with Nick and Cody. Coming at you with our Week 10 Best Bets here, recording on a Saturday morning codes. How are we feeling about this week? Yeah, feeling feeling all right. Uh, put together my five bets this morning, so I uh, was a little indecisive throughout most of the week, but I feel pretty good about the five that I chose, um, so... Looking forward to getting into them. Um, I honestly didn't hear. Did you introduce us as the Fan TC podcast again? Is that correct? Yeah, I didn't know if we had officially okay. made the switch yet, so I didn't want to yeah. confuse the viewers. But Cody, go ahead. Fair enough. I I was just going to say, just uh, I did not know which way you're going to go with it. Should have clarified before. But if you do see some changes on the socials and on the podcast and YouTube, we may end up going with a name change to better, I guess, describe ourselves with just a name through the betting side. But if you see any of that, don't worry about it. Just stay subscribed. All that. It's still the same thing. Um, but yeah, Nick, you want to jump in? We could do a quick recap of week nine since we missed out on that podcast and then get into our best bets. Yeah. Rough week for the pod for sure. We kind of said going in, it was a very tough week for us to gauge, uh, overall. And it kind of played itself out that way. I went one and four. Cody went two and three, couple bad beats, couple just bad bets mix in there. Um, I'll run through mine real quick and then Cody can do the same. Chiefs, uh, minus one and a half against the Dolphins. That one covered uh, pretty easily. Dolphins kind of made it interesting at the end. Chiefs offense, woof. Been really, really rough the past couple weeks, but it's Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Chiefs pulled out the one touchdown win in Germany. Minnesota at Atlanta under 37 and a half. This one uh, was pretty much dead by the middle of the third quarter. Looked good until we had a 60-yard screen pass by a tight end uh, go the distance. Obviously, uh, Janu Smith, everyone had that on their bingo card. So that kind of ended up uh, kicking off the scoring in the second half and sent this game pretty far over at the end of the day. Kind of a bad read by me. I, I woke up on Sunday morning and saw this thing. I'd bet up to 39 and kind of knew I was in a little bit of trouble there. Seattle plus six at Baltimore, another one that was pretty much dead just from the start. Geno Smith absolutely did not show up. Baltimore's offense uh, ran all over the Seahawks defense that had been really, really good at stopping the run up until that point. But Baltimore kind of presents a different challenge. So they just could not uh, could not keep up, lost 38-3. to And honestly, they deserved every bit of that 38-3. to It was not a close game. Indianapolis at Carolina, plus two and a half uh, to Carolina at home. We lost this one as well. Bryce Young uh, threw two pick sixes in this game. <laughs> Whenever you are betting that side, you are pretty much always going to lose that. Would have been a 13-13 game without those two pick sixes, but when you're backing rookie quarterbacks, you have to live and die by the sword, as it were, uh, in that situation. So we'll take our lumps there. And then finally, another bad quarterback that we backed on Monday night, New York Jets plus 3.5, also a loser. Pretty much, uh, I thought this game played out almost exactly how I hoped. Uh, from just a play-by-play -play standpoint, the Chargers' offense could do basically nothing against this Jets' defense. They held them under 200 yards for the game. We just had a couple really unfortunately timed turnovers. Garrett Wilson, his first fumble since Cody. Go ahead and guess when's the last time Garrett Wilson lost a fumble. Um, I don't even know if he ever lost a fumble before. 2019, he was a freshman at Ohio State, so he has not lost a fumble in the NFL yet until this game uh, while they were driving, of course, uh, into plus territory for the uh, the Jets there. 
just a bad beat all around. I, I think that the Chargers also had two fumbles. They recovered both of them, of obviously. Uh, so just, just uh, honestly, if the, if the Jets and Chargers played tomorrow and you told me I was catching that same three and a half, I would bet the Jets again very confidently. So, um, oh, there we go. We are back. Oh, my back. Sorry. Okay, nope, sorry. Uh, nope. Basically, you know, I had a couple bad bets this week: the the Atlanta under and the Seattle at Baltimore. Just just bad reads. Carolina and the Jets. I would take them again tomorrow if you gave me the same line. Uh, just had some bad luck. That's the way things are going to go for you sometimes. I think uh, a couple bounces go all differently in those games. We could have turned it around. The Jets won really hard. So if we had covered that game, uh, we would have also hit our teaser, and we would have been up a unit on the week. Instead, we are down uh, four units, so really, really big swing. Uh, we are still slightly positive on the year, but we need to uh, need to turn it around. I'll, I'll be better these next couple weeks. I've had a rough go of the past three weeks for sure. Yep. I mean, that's part of what this, what this world is. You're going to have ups and downs. So I, at least you avoided the dreaded zero and five week and I'm glad it was the chiefs that were able to do that for you. That's just a little bittersweet. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, it was excellent. Um, Yeah. Lost, lost two of my most important fantasy matchups too. So yeah, just a stinker of a week all around for sure. Yeah, I finally turned it around in fantasy. Actually, won a couple of matchups. Decided that you, uh, didn't want to have the you worst month of fantasy history. Backdoored <laughs> that motherfucker in our sleeper league, bro. That yes, Austin Eckler touched. <laughs> I was absolutely. Oh, uh, me and me and my other uh, friend that's in the league, Joey, were just watching your and uh, it was our our friend Zach was playing you last week. Just an absolute incredible backdoor cover by Cody. That last second Austin Eckler touchdown saved it for him. But anyway, uh, go ahead with your recap. I was watching it and I was explaining to Victoria, I'm like, yeah, we need this to happen. Because I was also going against Austin Eckler in another league that I needed to win also. So I'm like, we have this fine little edge that we need to find a way to. And we ended up finding and I got both the wins. So it was very, very Threads the needle. Yeah, but let's get through these five. Uh, again, I went two and three last week, so didn't have a complete complete killer of a week, but did not make you guys money, so that is my bad. We'll start with Carolina plus two and a half. Nick already uh, laid it out. Even after the first pick six, I felt like there was a chance the Panthers could get back in the game. The second that the second one happened, the bet was completely dead, so that one was rough. My lock of the week, New England, minus two and a half. What an absolute joke backing Mac Jones. That is what I get. That's what I deserve. So, is what it is. Honestly, I thought he looked pretty good. I thought they were going to tie it up or potentially win it on the last drive. The, The interception off of his receiver's hands killed that, obviously. So, that one was rough. And then the last loss of the week, the Giants at the Raiders over 37 and a half. Ended up right at 36. Honestly, don't hate the bet if Daniel Jones doesn't tear his ACL in the first quarter of the game. I have a really good feeling that over ends up hitting. So um, not bad too beat. upset about yeah, that one. That a sucks. little bit of a bad beat. And then my two wins, Cincy minus two and a half on Sunday Night Football last week. I said it in the preview. I thought they were a better team than the Bills. I think they kind of proved that. And then Chargers, Jets, under 40 and a half. Thank you, Zach Wilson, for being a very, very below-average quarterback and having no ability to score points on a below-average defensive unit in the Chargers. So, much appreciated there. Ended up, like I said, 2-3. and three. Um, I was a little a little rough after the noon and 3 o'clock games, but Sunday night, Monday night football panned out for us. Hey, you hit your college football bet as well. Mizzou very easily covered their spread, so I'll give you even on the week on that one. Hopefully you also rode my Service Academy under. Love giving that stat out because I thought it was very cool. That hit as well. Not the way you would have expected, but 
It always yeah, hits. That's what 40, I'm about to say. 46 and 10 now since 2005. Incredible stat there. But anyway, Cody, go ahead and kick us off with your first Week 10 Best Bet. This is actually really interesting because we didn't do our Tuesday show, so I have no clue where you're going here. I think if we have any overlap, then uh, you know our minds are just just synced up. But I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see where you go here. Yeah, absolutely. We'll start out with one of my favorite bets of the week, Jaguars plus three against the 49ers. I love the Jags as home favorites this week, especially when the 49ers have to travel across three time zones to go play them. This is a 10 a.m. body clock game for the Niners. Not, not going to put a bunch of stock in that, but I do think it's worth noting. Um, one of the reasons I like back in the Jags right now, they are 12 and three in their last 15 games. Two of their three losses came to the chiefs. So against of the rest of the NFL, they have been pretty dominant. Um, they, they sneaky like to muck up games a little bit. They have the ninth best defense in points per game and their offense isn't necessarily explosive. They are, um, upper middle of the pack when it comes to points per game on offense. So, I just think this is going to be a game that's going to be a little bit lower scoring than I'm sure a lot of people are expecting. I think the Jags end up sticking in this one. I think the Jags have a good chance to win this one at home. So if you want to put a little bit on the money line, I don't hate it. My only concern is the 49ers are getting back Debo, and there is still a chance they get back Trent Williams. If they get back Trent Williams, you know, it's a little bit little bit less – I'm a little less confident in it, but – I still like the number. I still like the home underdog of the Jags. I like that the coaching matchup is pretty even. You can give a slight edge to Shanahan if you want, but I think it's pretty even. And then I love Trevor Lawrence when I'm looking at the quarterback matchup. And like I said, both these defenses are pretty good. So Jags plus three at home against the 49ers. You stole the words right out of my mouth, Cody. I was going to say I, I'm actually leaning the other way here. I think the Jags are a bit of a paper tiger. They've had a lot of uh, soft matchups against some below-average teams. They are catching three at home, though, and they have a good coach and a good QB, so I don't hate it. I could not make up my mind on this line. I would very softly lean Niners, but uh, I could be talked into either side. So I did not end up betting the game. I instead... Bet the under 45. That is my first best bet of the day. I assume Cody's going to like it based on how he talked about this game. I think 45 is a pretty high line for uh, a game, again, which Cody kind of laid out. These two defenses are a little underrated. Maybe not the Niners so much, but the Jags have actually been a very, uh, very good unit so far this year. The Niners have the lowest no-huddle percentage in the NFL. The Jags are 11th lowest. This clock's going to be moving. There's not going to be you know, a lot of snaps going on with 20 seconds left on the play clock. They're going to bleed this thing down. Both these teams have pretty high rush rates as well. So we should have this clock moving throughout the game. Uh, when both teams have extended rest eight-plus days, the under is 99-47-1 and one since 2018. That's 67.8%. That's great correlation. 23 and 5 so far this year as well. So the defenses, uh, you know, when they get healthy and the offenses are a little rusty, that's kind of when you see these unders really start popping. Uh, and this thing, I think, opened at 46 and a half, too. So it's been bet down by the pros. Still like it a lot at 45. I would try to get it there, though. 45 is a pretty key number. A lot of scores that add up to 45 that are pretty common in football. Uh, so, yeah, if you can get it at 45, get it there. I'd probably bet it to 44 and a half. Once it gets to 44, I'd stay away. But um, this is a good number here. Also, the yep. betting percentage, 48% of the tickets, 77% of the money. So we are riding with the pros here. 
Absolutely. Nick, I don't like that bet. I love it. That is my second best bet of the week. I'm doubling up <laughs> on the Jags and Niners oh, game. So man. love that one quite a bit for all the reasons you just said. Um, and also, I did forget to mention on my um, spread bet, the Jags plus three, 44% of bets, 80 five percent of the money so a big pro joe's matchup as well on the spread so yeah uh in this game i have jags plus three and i also have the under 45 and a half as one of my best bets i love this game cannot wait to watch it yeah i so i saw that and i you know that's that's good you always you know if you're riding with the pros that means they know something you'd hope at least they know something that uh the public does not but I'm surprised to see that, and that the number has not moved at all. It is just stuck right at three. Uh, it's gone. I don't even think it's. I've seen it. Would have. I would have suspected it to to tick down uh, to two and a half or two, if uh, you know we see these really really stark percentages. That's usually what happens. But the books are they are they want money to come in on the Jags right now, which gives me a little bit of pause uh, at taking them. But I, I get I get all the all the trends and everything points to you taking the Jags. So I am uh, I'm with you, especially if it's a lower scoring game. Uh, you want to take the points in those matchups. Um, all right, so your second best bet was Jags at Niners uh, under, just like me. I'm going to Cincinnati for my next best bet. We are riding with the Bengals at home. We are laying the six and a half against the Texans. I think this is a good spot to ride the Bengals and fade a rookie coming off a historic performance. She, CJ's home road splits have been pretty stark so far this year in four home games. His yards per attempt is 9.3. He's got 11 touchdowns. Those are great numbers. But on four road games, his yards per attempt drops all the way to 6.8. Only four total touchdowns, one rushing three uh, through the air in four games. So he's a rookie. Uh, he's been very good. And last week was really fun to watch. But uh, I think this is a classic spot where you just kind of have to fade that type of historic performance. I think if the Texans had not had that miracle drive to win the game against the Bucks last week, this number would be seven and a half or eight. And, uh, you know, that's kind of a fluky thing, even though it was impressive that we want to bet against. I really like this under a touchdown. I'd probably bet it at seven. I would hope to get, you know, that plus 100 juice uh, that some books kind of lay out for you if you get that extra half point. But uh, try to get it under a touchdown if you can. Shop your lines, like Cody likes to say. Uh, the last three games for the Bengals on defense are really impressive, too. I think they have been really underrated on that side of the ball. 18 points to Buffalo, 17 points to San Francisco, 13 points to Seattle. Very, very good teams, good offenses. They've held all of them under 20 points. Uh, this is just, if, if CJ goes in there and slings it around, you know, you got to give him his give him his flowers. I still, I still think even... Uh, you know, even if that's the case, if CJ goes in, puts up 24 points, this Bengals offense is good enough to get to 31, 34. Uh, I was a little concerned when I saw T. Higgins injured himself in practice. Uh, he has a hamstring, so he will not play. But uh, the Texans are going to be missing their star outside receiver Nico Collins as well. So I feel like that kind of evens out at the end of the day. Uh, Jamar is still there. He's going to play, even though he's a little banged up. Give me the Bengals, minus six and a half. And by Cody's reaction, I'm assuming that he is going to agree with me. <laughs> I love it. Let's let's ride. Absolutely. I also got Bengals. And yes, like you said, I love let's to say go. shop your lines uh, through the action network. You can get it at minus six on DraftKings. So I'm going to oh, nice. take the extra half a point and take the Bengals minus six. So yeah, so same reasons that Nick laid out. I think this is a great matchup for the Bengals. Um, 
The Texans defense has been very up and down this year. We obviously saw last week they gave over 30 points up to the Buccaneers. So I think there's a good chance that the Bengals are able to run it up quite a bit. And like you said, you want to fade C.J. Stroud after the week he had last week. So I love this one. Absolutely. Glad that we can agree on some of these this week. Bengals minus six for sure. All righty. Uh, this, uh, this is going pretty well so far. Two out of See, three got, have overlapped. I got my eye on my next one. Just go ahead and say it. I know you got it in there. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. This, uh, this, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is number five for me. This one is a lot more of a trend pick than it is a, a heart pick uh, as far as just like me looking at the lines and liking it. But the trends absolutely love this pick. I really wanted to get a pick in there. The route. Spoiler alert, I don't have another pick where I take the underdog. I liked a lot of favorites this week. I did not want to lay points in all of my best bets, though. So we are going to take points here with the Minnesota Vikings plus three at home against the New Orleans Saints. You love, love, love fading Dennis Allen as a favorite in his uh, coaching career. He's 4-13-1 against the spread as a favorite, 1-6-1 this year. Uh, those are really, really strong trends. Uh, Minnesota coming off an emotional win for sure. Usually you like to fade those type of teams, but I, they're not getting the the line bump you would expect. I think um, you know maybe this would have been three and a half or four if they'd lost that game to Atlanta, but I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to see a New Orleans team going on the road to a quality opponent and getting more than three points. So uh, I, would, I would have expected this line to be closer to one, one and a half. You're getting the full field goal at home, Minnesota. Getting uh, you, I think you have the better coach in Kevin O'Connell, um, and Josh Dobbs makes things happen. He's not the best quarterback in the world. There's a reason he's bounced around uh, the league, but you know he's not one of those guys that's uh, just going to drop back. And if it's not working through the air, like a Brett Rippon we saw last week, that just is completely incompetent. Josh Dobbs has, uh, you know, has the legs. He can make things happen. Uh, and I think with a full week of practice, Kevin O'Connell is only going to be able to, uh, you know, install a few more plays that he actually knows. So uh, give me the better team catching a field goal at home. Uh, not the better team, but the better coach. And I think a pretty similar quality of roster, to be honest, beyond the quarterback. Yeah, I I don't hate this one at all. I think the Saints are probably a little bit overrated just because their defense has been pretty good this year. But like you said, Dennis Allen's been up and down, though. favorite. Yeah, it has been up and down. They're just they're good at they they can cover pretty well. They're not that great against the run, if I remember correctly. So it kind of just depends on their their matchups. But yeah, Minnesota's been playing pretty well. Their defense has really improved. Um, they blitz a lot. So if you have Alvin Kamara this week, I think you're going to be pretty happy in fantasy. You may take a look at his receiving his receiving totals also. If they're a reasonable yeah. number, I don't mind betting those because I imagine he's going to get a good amount of dump offs from Derek Carr. Um, but yeah, I don't like this one either. I didn't really have a great feel on either side of it just because I could see the, the Vikings coming off a pretty emotional win last week and maybe coming out a little bit flat. But like you said, Dennis Allen is the perfect coach to bet against in this situation. So I kind of had the, both of those in my head decided to stay away from it. But I think if you're taking the, the lesser of the two evils, then take the Vikings and bet against Dennis Allen and bet against Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not a good quarterback when he's a favorite either. So you get both of those in your advantage. Yeah, just love getting the full three here. Once it goes under uh, to two and a half or two, I am not as enthusiastic. But if you're getting the field goal, um, I'll ride with it. I think a push is fairly likely here if you don't win it. For sure. All right, let's go with number four for myself. We are going to take the Titans plus one and a half at the Buccaneers. 
Uh, this one for me is a huge coaching mismatch. We got Mike Vrabel, who is easily a top 10 coach in the NFL against Todd Bowles, who is probably a bottom five coach in the NFL, um, as well as he is the most conservative coach on fourth downs or very short oper- Like I think it's basically just on fourth down. I think it's like under fourth and two. When the statistics tell you you should go for it, he never goes for it. Like he is the most conservative coach in the NFL by a mile. So I don't see the Bucks necessarily blowing out the Titans at all. I also think you could make an argument Will Levis has could potentially be a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. I'm just going to wash those two out for right now. I don't really have a lot of faith in a guy with only two starts, but I'm getting Vrabel. Um, overall, both these teams, I think you're looking at pretty much a wash. I think the Bucks could potentially play better if they had better coaching, but they typically seem to fall flat in these kind of situations. Mike Vrabel as an underdog, 27-18-1 in his career. So kind of riding that trend, riding the coaching trend, and taking the Titans plus one and a half at the Buccaneers. It's ballsy. It's very ballsy. Um, I, I like the side. Uh, I, did you have any interest in the over in that game? I thought that was pretty low. Uh, both these defenses have been struggling lately. Only 39 and a half. I thought that was an interesting play as well. but Not a bad over-under for sure. Yeah, I was thinking about that one, uh, but it's it's tough to take an over with Will Levis and Baker Mayfield involved because either one of them just falling flat in their face can kind of ruin that for you. But um, interesting play uh, if you want to go that route. But yeah, Tennessee, clear coaching advantage. I would take that side as well. I was a little scared off of it because I was expecting to catch a few more points uh, having Will Levis you know, go on the road to Tampa Bay. But I think that should tell you that Vegas does not want you to take the Titans because they would be giving you the full three if they wanted you to, uh, you know, wanted you to bet the Titans. I think they're smelling the same thing you are here, Cody. So uh, hopefully Tennessee ends up winning this game. My fourth best bet of the day, we are going to Los Angeles, Detroit, minus three at the Chargers. We are riding with the public here. Uh, Dan Campbell, six and two with the rest advantage uh, uh, as a coach of the Lions so far. That's since 2021. Uh, I'm just taking the better coach and the better overall team in one of the least hostile environments in the NFL. Probably more Detroit fans in the building. We talk about this a lot. The Chargers do not really have a home field advantage. In fact, it usually goes the other way, especially with fan bases that travel. And you best believe this Lions fan base is going to travel right now uh, with you know one of their best teams in the last couple decades. It's definitely a public bet. 82% of tickets on the Lions, but also 94% of money. So it seems like the pros that are on this game are still leaning towards the Lions. Just don't think the books have quite caught up with them. I think by the time this game kicks off, this number will be 3.5 as well. So try to get it while it's at 3 uh, the Chargers love, love, love to lose close games. So uh, I don't see them blowing out this really good Lions team at home. And uh, if it's close, I think the you know the, the Chargers will find a way to lose it. Let's hope they find a way to lose it by more than three. Yeah, absolutely. I love that one as well. If you are going to bet for the Chargers, they better be playing a pretty bad team. And any above average team, you can just bet against them. And you are looking solid this year. So... Love that one for you. I think that's a good bet. Like you said, I, it's going to be Detroit West in that stadium on Sunday. I mean, it's probably going to be – there may be 70% of the stadium filled by Detroit fans, which sounds like a lot, but that's just because there are not a lot of Chargers fans in general in Los Angeles. So I could definitely yeah. see that being a weird game on television. 
Um, all right, my last one. This one, I am just putting all my faith in Tommy DeVito. We're going to take Cowboys at Giants under 39, and hopefully Tommy Love DeVito keeps it. playing like he yes. is. <laughs> and he just keeps uh, keeps helping me out. My only concern with this under is he gives up multiple defensive touchdowns, which I think there is a possibility. I think he, there's almost a guarantee he gives up one or at least a super short field uh, advantage for the the Cowboys offense at least once or twice. So I just need the Cowboys to manage on defense and not absolutely destroy these, this Giants team. But under 39, I think the projected points for the Giants was like 10.5. I think you could probably take the under there and feel pretty good. I don't think – Tommy DeVito is going to be able to move the ball on the Cowboys. If you are trusting the Giants at all, it's basically you're hoping for a splash play on the defensive end, maybe a Dak Prescott touchdown or pick six or something like that. But, yeah, I think this Giants team is very, very bad, and Tommy DeVito is going to be the worst quarterback in the NFL, taking that mantle from Zach Wilson. Yeah, I uh, this one I, I was honestly I was going on the Cowboys up until we did the pod and I saw this number it ticked up to seventeen and a half. That is yep. a lot of juice and that seventeen number is pretty key. Again, a lot of uh, a lot of scores can add up to that number. That would be very easy to backdoor that if you're the Giants. You know, say the Cowboys are up twenty seven to three late and the Giants score a touchdown, they would cover at twenty seven to ten. So a hard number to bet. When it was at sixteen and a half, I think it was still going to be in my best bets just because uh, of how big of a, a mismatch this is here. So yeah, hopefully Tommy DeVito and the Giants don't get much going and the Cowboys uh help us out and don't cover this this number by themselves because I think that's probably the only way you lose it um without, like you said, a, a multiple defensive scores. Um, all right, my last best bet of the day. We are going to Buffalo on Monday night. We are taking the under, 46.5. Monday night football unders are absolute cash so far this year, 10-1, and 55-28-1 since 2019, so this is not just a yearly thing. Uh, we've talked about it. Uh, primetime unders have been absolutely killing it. Another one hit on Thursday. I think we're up to like eight or nine straight, and it's like 24 and seven overall or something. Uh, this number also seems a little inflated to me, 46 and a half, pretty high for a Buffalo team that's been struggling on offense to a degree, a Denver defense that's been improving, and a Denver offense that's just uninspiring in general. I don't think they're going to be able to take advantage of the injuries on the Buffalo defense. And if they are, they're going to be moving the ball methodically down the field. They've hit a few big plays so far this year, but for the most part, this Sean Payton offense is a lot of quick stuff, a lot of run game. Uh, the clock's going to be moving again. We talked about that Um Talked about this in the San Francisco-Jacksonville game, but that same stat applies here. Both teams have extended rest in this one. So the uh, that, that stat, the under, is 99-47-1 when both teams have eight-plus days of rest since 2018. We can use that one as well. Uh, I did not know where to go with this line. I wanted to take Denver, but I'm scared by the fact that Buffalo's still getting 7.5. It tells me the books might just think this is going to be a blowout. Uh, so I'm not backing my boys. I'm just going to take the under instead. It's been absolute money so far for us. Yeah, you're right. 23-7 and primetime under so far. Honestly, Sunday night football looks like one perfectly primed for another under, and so does Monday. So I like that a lot. Honestly, I don't mind the Broncos plus 7.5. I think the Bills are kind of reeling. and scares me. It does scare me because this is the exact time where they just decide to go win 31-7 to on a random primetime right. game and just let everyone know that they're still a really good football team. So that's why I would avoid it, but – 
I don't I don't mind the Broncos plus seven and a half. I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Um, yeah, let's get into some college football and our teaser so we can get the people out of here in a little timely manner. Um, we are going to continue to fade Georgia here. We are going to take Ole Miss. You can get them at plus 10 and a half, maybe plus 11 at some books, but as long as it's over 10, I like it. I think Ole Miss is potentially just a slightly better version of Missouri, and I do think that Missouri should have kept that game a little bit closer. We saw Luther Burden with the ankle injury at the end of the second half. That completely killed the Mizzou offense, and they were still able to stay somewhat in that game through most of the second half. I see Ole Miss coming out. I think they're going to be able to keep up with Georgia. It's all going to depend on the Ole Miss defense, which has been hit or miss, but without Brock Bowers, the Georgia offense is a little less dominant so we're gonna keep fading them i don't i <laughs> i don't think Ole miss is gonna upset them like i was hoping mizzou would last week but i do think they can keep it within 10 so Ole miss plus 10 and a half lock of the week and then ride with your boys take mizzou money line today as well if you're listening to this before 2 30 because they are beating tennessee and you heard it here first or probably not first, yeah i like you heard it here last. i like i like <laughs> I like your Ole Miss pick a lot. Georgia's been not nearly their dominant self so far this year. Like you said, that Mizzou game last week, if Brady Cook had not thrown that goddamn pick right into the midsection of that defensive tackle in the middle of the fourth quarter, who knows? They might be able to actually win that game. They were driving at that point. It was a six-point affair. But total yards were basically even. Uh, yards per play were basically even. Third down efficiency was even. First downs, 21-21 Missouri and Georgia last week. So... Uh, if this Missouri team, and they lost the turnover battle 2-0 to zero also and still kept that game very close. So if this Georgia team can't blow out a good but not great Missouri team at home, uh, I, I doubt that they can do the same to, like you said, probably a, just a slightly more explosive version of the same squad in Ole Miss with maybe a slightly worse defense. But, uh, yeah, I'll take the points there as well. I like it. My teaser for the week, there is a lot of beautiful games that we can tease this week. ton of games that fall in between that 8.5 and 6.5 and spread range that we love to look at. We're taking the Bengals, minus .5. Already laid it out in my best bets, uh, but now you just need them to win the game here. Seahawks on a pick em. They absolutely need this game against the Commanders. I did consider it for my best bets. Uh, it was a little tough, though. Seattle does not have a great track record of covering large spreads at home under Pete Carroll, so I kind of stayed away from it, but they are desperate to win this game. They need to keep up with the uh, the Niners, and they just got embarrassed last week on the road against the Ravens, so they are going to uh, come home and give it their all against the Commanders. Bills. Minus one and a half at home. Uh, another team that is super desperate for a win. They're down to five and four. They're out of the playoffs right now. They absolutely need to beat this Broncos team at home. And I think they will uh, get it together and do that by at least two points. Once again, Bengals minus 0.5. Seahawks on a pick em. Bills minus one and a half. That's plus 150 for your teaser. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it, love it. I'm taking a lot of good teams against a lot of bad teams. So that's a good way to tease uh get a win with some teasers Whew, lost my train of thought there love that all right well nick do you want to rattle through your five real quick i'll rattle through my five and then we'll let the people go 
My five best bets of the week, San Francisco at Jacksonville, under 45. Me and Cody sharing that one. Houston at Cincinnati, minus six. Thank you for Cody for shopping the lines. I'll take the half point as well. Detroit, minus three at the Chargers. We're taking Dan Campbell in the lines against the poorly coached Brandon Staley-led Chargers. New Orleans at Minnesota, plus three. Again, fading Dennis Allen as a favorite is a good bet to make. Denver at Buffalo, under 46.5 on Monday Night Football. Let's continue that trend. Unders 10-1 and in Monday Night Games so far this year. All right. Love it, love it, love it. We got 49ers at Jaguars, under 45.5, as well as Bengals minus six versus Texans. Nick and I agree on both of those. Jaguars plus three at the 49ers, doubling down on that game. Titans plus one and a half at the Buccaneers. And then the Cowboys at Giants under 39. And again, college football bet of the week, Mizzou money line in uh, Ole Miss plus 10 and a half. Go ahead and parlay those two together because they're both definitely happening this week. Love it. Let's absolutely cash these tickets. And Cody, unless you have any more words for the people, let's get out of here. Yep. Peace out, brother.